0: Hello and welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Proverbs 3 and 9 tells us that we should honor the Lord with our possessions and with our first fruits. But what does that look like in today's world and in our personal economies? Today we're going to dive into this subject with the next message in the area of kingdom supply from our series titled The Journey. And today's message is titled Faith and the First Fruits. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the podcast.
1: Before we do, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. One more time, everybody, let's sing that together. I love you, Jesus, I worship and adore you, just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, Jesus. We love you more than anything, Lord.
0: Hallelujah. We lay all other thoughts aside. We tend our mind on your word right now. We ask that in the name of Jesus, Lord, the love that you poured out on us, Lord, let us even pour back a fraction of that back to others. We thank you right now, Lord, that you would speak a word today that would touch our hearts, touch our minds, stir us from the innermost being, Lord. And as you stir us up, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you would give us wisdom, Lord, to activate and to operate in the word that you give us today and lord as you give us that wisdom and we activate your word i thank you lord that you give us faith to stand on your word as long as it takes to see a manifestation of your glory and your power that you desire for us and i thank you lord as you give us that manifestation you would also give us compassion to pour out what we have received these things we have seen and heard of you to those who need to hear the word that we have so freely received. So we give you praise for supernatural signs and wonders following the word of God and our activation of the word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And as you do that, I'm going to read a couple of passages to you. Uh, first of all, we're gonna, I'm going to read to you our foundation passage that we've been ministering to with you for weeks and weeks, but you'll be able to catch in. If you haven't been with us, you'll be able to catch it really quick. And that is the book of 3 John, verse 2. And 3 John, verse 2 says, Beloved, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So John was telling the people of the church, he said, Look, I love you. And I'm praying for you that you would receive the things of God. I'm praying that you be in health and that you prosper, even as your soul prospers. So we know that your soul has to prosper. If your soul begins to prosper, then all other things around you begin to prosper. Amen. I know when I was in anger, I couldn't prosper because no matter what I got, I wasn't happy with it. And even when I was prospering, I didn't know I was prospering because I was too mad and too busy being angry. Amen? So even the blessings around my life, I couldn't see because anger makes you see through a, a very small lens. It makes you focus on one particular thing that's not right and you see that thing and that's all you can see. Amen. But when you get freedom, the eyes of your understanding become flooded with light. You get open eyes, and all of a sudden you start seeing, I'm already blessed. Praise God, I'm already prospering. And so it's no big thing to continue to prosper, amen, to walk into greater levels of prosperity. Not because I gave an offering, but because I got free in my mind, amen. Amen. So you can give all the offerings you want. Sometimes people preach, give an offering and you're going to be blessed. You can give an offering and still be under a curse. Amen. Money doesn't save you. Money can't help you. Now, money will answer things because we live in Caesar's system. So you need money sometimes to deal with things. Amen. But money doesn't give you heart answers. Money doesn't give you soul answers. And you can chase money or pursue money as I did when I was a young man. I, was, I had three jobs and a business. Trying to get rich. Amen. I didn't get there that way. Amen. Because all I did was continue to chase money. I started my first business, I was 17 years old, I had just graduated from high school, and me and my friends started a janitorial business, and we all had dirty bedrooms. (laughs) (laughs) But we knew there was money in janitorial. we was going to start us in janitorial business. We was going out to make money cleaning up stuff, and we don't clean up our own house. (laughs) But it was money out there to be made. And we started clean sweep janitorial and we bought some, muck, some buckets and some mops and we went out and we went out and made some flyers and we went out trying to get some business. And somebody had mercy on us, three youngsters trying to, they say, okay, you three enterprising young men, good, I'll hire you. And we got hired and we spent the money before we even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we had a desire but no wisdom and no understanding. And without wisdom and understanding, the money came into our hands and the money went out fast as it came in. Because we didn't understand what we was doing. And we was all dreaming about being rich. We was all, we was all going we was gonna buy us condos. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't buy them condos, amen. We needed some wisdom, amen. But Paul said this, he said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I want you to prosper. And again, it's nothing wrong with prosperity. And that's what we also have to do because in the church world right now, we're in the wrestle of prosperity or not prosperity. Don't go by what people say. What does God say? What does God say? Does God say anywhere in the Bible, I command you to be, I command you, my, my blessing is on you to be broke. My blessing is on you to be poor. My blessing is on you to do that. No, God, God the word says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with the blessing. Now, what I want you to understand is the opposite is not true. If you are poor and without, it doesn't mean you don't know God because that's what starts to happen. If you was really knew God, you'd be wealthy. Wait a minute. If you really knew God, you wouldn't have all that stuff. And that's how the pendulum swings and we in the church get confused and we're trying to figure out what side to stand on. Stand on God's side. Stand on God's side. Stand on God's word. Stand on God's word and let God's word make your life be what it's supposed to be. Amen? Because you got to even redefine prosperity when you're talking in this world. Because we have defined prosperity as being money and it is not. Because I know people that have a whole bunch of money and are miserable. (laughs) I know a a family that has a seven figure income and they're fighting with each other all the time. Not a six figure, a seven figure income. And they're fighting with each other all the time. They can't get alone. They can't see eye to eye. They can't figure out whether they are or they aren't. Do they love each other? Do they hate each other? They can't figure it out. Because money doesn't answer that kind of question. Amen. Money bought the house that they live in. Money bought the cars that they live in. But money can't answer their relationship issues. You can't buy your way into the kingdom. You can't say, God, I have all this money. I'm going to give my money to the church so I can be blessed. God said, no, I need your heart, not your money. Because <laughs> if I got your heart, you would give the money. Amen. I need your heart and not your money. That's what God needs from us. But prosperity has to be defined. How do you define prosperity? How do you define, for, define what it means to prosper and to be in health even as your soul prospers? Well, your soul must be well. But then, next is, how do you define it? Well, the word prosperity means to be equipped for what? A journey. To be equipped for a journey. If my journey required me to go to the ocean and you gave me an airplane, it won't help me. Amen? Amen? And vice versa. If my plane, if my my journey requires me to fly somewhere and you give me a boat, it doesn't help me. So having the right thing is what you need in order to be prosperous. In order to be prosperous, you need to have what you need to get through what you're in. As opposed to having a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't help you at all. Amen. Priceless vase sitting on, on on the shelf doesn't help you with what you need. If you need to see beauty, then yes, it does. And that's a good thing. So if you have a priceless vase and it's beautiful, look at it and behold its beauty and enjoy it. But if you need something to eat, the vase is not edible. <laughs> My daughter and I were watching a movie the other night. I saw a real, she was watching, I was passing through. But uh, <laughs> uh But in this particular movie, this guy has all this money and he has has an injury. And he's trying to figure out how to get his injury dealt with and his money's not buying his answers. Amen. Because prosperity means having what you need, not just having money or stuff. Amen. Second passage, I'm going to read you really quickly here again to set our tone before I get into the next level here is Matthew six and thirty three. Matthew 6 and 33, we looked at as a foundation. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, he prefaced that before by saying, he said, don't worry about your life. Don't be worried about your life. Don't get stuck in worry because worry is not going to add one cubit to your height. Amen. God knows the hairs numbered on your head. Amen. If you got no hair, God knows the number. (laughs) amen (laughs) that was an easy count on that one amen (laughs) amen seek first the kingdom seek the kingdom and all other things get added to you i've learned over time when i first became a christian i became a christian because i just knew god existed i came to an understanding that god was real and i just came to christ But I didn't know the benefit of salvation or the benefit of what God wanted to minister to me. And so for a while, my whole message, even even in talking to my friends, is you need to get saved so you don't go to hell. And I got all my friends together and I said, look, I got saved. We're all getting saved. And this is what it is. We're all born sinners. We're all going to hell. Here's Jesus. Now let's get saved. Get on your knees and let's pray. (laughs) All righty then. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was on fire. Amen. But they all got on their knees and we all prayed. We all didn't know what we was praying because I just barely knew what I was praying. But it was my heart. God had my heart. And my heart said, I, I, we, we all need to get saved. Now, when we got up from praying, some of us were changed and some of us were not. Because it was about what happened in our hearts that changed us and I began then starting to learn I needed to seek the kingdom and so I began to learn how to pray and I began learning how to just pray and spend my time praying and every day I had my prayer routine and I was praying at night before I went to bed and I was praying when I got up in the morning and I was praying when I would take my lunches and I was spending my time praying what was happening God was teaching me to seek the kingdom. And seeking the kingdom, what began to happen is, all of a sudden, things started happening around me that I didn't recognize at the time that they were results of me seeking the kingdom. And I started having favor that I hadn't had before. And things started happening in my life that hadn't been happening before. And I didn't know why. I just said, wow, look what just happened. I didn't realize it was my dedication to my prayer life. My recognizing and honoring my creator and putting him first in my life that started to change my life around me. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. It doesn't say you have to ask for everything else. It says everything else will get added to you. You'll be minding your own business and you'll get blessed. How do you know? Because God just does things like that. When you're putting him first in your life, when you start making those decisions based on God being first in my life, all of a sudden he starts giving you favor. I went into the Marine Corps. And God gave me favor. I went in to do one thing. I said, this is what I want to do. They totally changed what I was doing. And they set the course for the rest of my life. And I didn't realize it. But God was giving me favor. These things were being added to me. Amen. Amen. I was going to be an architect. And so I went into the I went into Marine Corps to do surveying. They said, Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. This took my test scores, my ASVAP test scores. They said, Oh, yeah, you're perfect for that. Got in there, signed up, went through boot camp, came out waiting to go to occupational school. They said, No, you're going over here, Meridian, Mississippi. I'm, what? Meridian—I don't even know where Meridian, Mississippi, is. You're going to the Naval Air. uh, There's a Naval Air Station in Mississippi. Is it on the coast? Nope, it's inland. What? It ain't even on the coast. (laughs) So it wasn't nowhere close to no water. Amen. I guess I guess they had planes there. Was going to fly to the water. Amen. Because there was no water in sight. But I went there. I trained in an aviation capacity. And then I got out and said, okay, good. At least I get to work with planes. They said, no, you don't. We're sending you to this spot over here. And I went to that spot over there. And when I got there, they said, oh, the guy, with, uh, the guy uh, who does payroll, is he's, he's got appendicitis. We need you to do payroll this week. So I did payroll. They said, N- we need you to process the, uh, all the promotions that are coming through. And I started processing promotions. Next thing, I knew I was a human resource person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be an architect. And God said, no, I'm going I'm to add some things to you. And I'm going to move you this direction, move you that way. I'm going to put you where you need to be. And then I'm going to offer the rest of your life based on that. Amen. And he has blessed my life. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. Come on, don't get me shouting up in here. Amen. Because the Word is the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And even when you don't know you're righteous, God makes you righteous. Because he has a plan for your life. Amen? Amen. Now, why is that important? Because you need to be in God's purpose and pursuing his kingdom in order to release supply in your life. God's supply for your life. Because where God puts you, God provides for you. Amen. Where God sets you, he provides for you. Amen. And he provides for you over and above what you can ask or think about. But part of it is depending upon how you perceive Proverbs chapter 3. So look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of your what? Come on, that was weak. With the first part of your? increase tell your neighbor say increase now listen increase means more than what you had amen you have increase means you have more than what you had so we're supposed to honor the lord first with our possessions then you honor god with the first fruits of your increase. But most of us can't appreciate the increase because we don't know what we have. Amen? We don't celebrate God for increase because we don't know what we have. Because you gotta honor God with what you have, then comes increase. But if you don't honor God with what you have, why are you asking God for more? Amen. Honor the Lord with your possessions. What do you own? What do you have? What do you have access to? I asked God, I said, God, I want to make a difference. I want to do this, and I'm asking God to help me make a difference. And then God said, son, you you have responsibility for several million dollars. What are you doing with it? Being a bad steward because I wasn't putting the connection that God had put me into a position at this time when I was asking him where I had control of money to spend for different things and for people to help people with occupation and training I had money to do that and I'm still asking God to help me make a difference God said make a difference where you are (laughs) be a good steward over what you have access to and then I'll give you more because remember the people with the talents the one who said, I only have one talent. I can't spend it. I'm going to bury it in the ground. What did God say? You wicked, and evil servant. You don't really appreciate what you have. And then the unfair things happen. The people who more, who had more got more. And yeah, the rich keep, how, how many have ever heard or said it? Don't raise your hand. The rich just keep getting richer. <laughs> Perhaps the rich keep getting richer because they're doing wise things with their money. Uh-oh. That means I need to get wise. <laughs> Amen. It means I don't get, don't get, don't be a hater, be a participator. Right? Don't hate, participate. That's what you do. not don't, don't get mad because somebody's doing something. You figure out how they're doing it and then you get into it. Figure out how you use it, how you get access to it. How do you begin to use what you've been given? Amen? So, listen, a couple of things I want to make clear. So, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of your increase. Look at verse 10. So shall your barns be filled with plenty. And your vats will, what? Overflow with what? New wine. Not the old stuff, the new stuff. Amen? Amen? <laughs> she said it's on. Amen. Listen. So look, look, a couple things. Let's take this apart and let's look at it. We're going to look at this passage and and learn. Because we want to participate. We want our barns to be filled. My job is to help you fill your barn. I want to help you fill your barn. I want you to know what you need to know in order for your barn to be full. Amen. Lesson number one, filling your barn. Close the door. <laughs> Lesson number one to filling your barn: close the door. If the door is open, stuff's going out. How do you close the doors in your life? Make sure the things that are eating up your seeds can't get in. Amen. <laughs> hey come on. Let me. Let me I'm, I'm. I'm ahead of myself. Let me go back. Turn to Proverbs twenty-seven. Keep Proverbs uh, three your finger in it, or a piece of paper, or something, and go to Proverbs twenty-seven real quick. Proverbs twenty-seven. Praise the Lord. Any neighbor say, "I love Jesus." Amen. Proverbs twenty-seven, verse twenty-three. We're going to read this and I want you to look closely. We're going to break this down and I want you to, to kind of, again, take some notes. Because remember we talked about the last couple of weeks. We talked about there's God's system and there's Caesar's system. When Jesus was asked, should the people, should, should God's people pay taxes to Caesar? And his answer was, show me the money. Whose face is on the money? Then you need to give Caesar his, his because his face is on the money. In other words, you've got to pay the system that you're using. And then you remember, give God what God is due. Amen. Now, because God is the creator, he's over Caesar. So that means if you get into God's system fully, you'll fulfill Caesar's need. Amen. If you can fully get into the things of God, you'll fulfill Caesar's need. And then you'll live over and above Caesar's laws. Amen. Amen. So don't worry about paying your taxes. Worry about getting into God so that your barn can be filled and you have plenty. Amen. Because, see, I don't care about paying taxes when I have enough. Amen. See, the reason we, reason we get so mad about taxes is because we feel like we don't have enough. And so we're mad because we don't have enough. But we're mad to give Caesar his because we don't have enough for us. Come on. Listen, most of us, if we don't owe taxes at the end of the year, we don't care. If we get a tax return check, we don't care about taxes. Come on, amen. We don't care. I had enough to live. I got some back at the end. I don't care. Do you know all the tax codes? No, I just know I got a return. That's what I know. I just know that, and I'm good with that, right? Why? Because if you're sufficient, so you don't care. If you're not sufficient, then you care more. Amen. All right. Proverbs 27, verse 23. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks. Flocks is a possession. So be diligent to know the estate of your possessions. And again, we're, get and remember, get out of Caesar's mindset about income. Because most of us live by income instead of by our possessions. Amen. And don't don't, don't, don't listen, listen. That's how you've been trained to be. That's how we've been trained. We've been trained to live by income. In other words, it comes in, I spend what comes in, I might save some, I might invest some, I might do that, but I live by my income. Flocks is a possession. Ideally, we want all of you to navigate to live from your possessions instead of just by your income. So what he say here, look, be diligent to know the state of your flocks, your possessions. Know the state of your possessions. Now, what we learn by the world system that we live in is that when income comes, we buy stuff. But not stuff that reproduces. Flocks reproduce. Be diligent to know the state of stuff that you have that can reproduce. What do you have in your possession that can reproduce? Amen. Listen, and it's all about how you look at stuff. If you go to Costco and buy a big flat of water it can reproduce. You'll pay $5 for 30 bottles of water, and if you sold those 30 bottles for a dollar piece, it will reproduce. Because five will get you 30. Amen? It's not a bad deal. Amen? <laughs> you drive up to a stadium, you see some guy out there with a cooler selling water, guess what? He's out there reproducing. He's getting, he's getting 30 for five out there. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks. What do you have that can reproduce? Be diligent to know what it is. What do you have that can reproduce? It might be the work of your hands. It might be you have a creative ability to make stuff or do stuff or create stuff that can reproduce. But if you're not aware, then you won't do it. And you'll say, God, I don't have anything. Woo, come on, y'all. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks. And attend to your herds. In other words, don't just know what you got, take care of what you got. Amen. If you have something that produces, take care of that thing. Amen. Come on. You say, man, all I got is this car. Then call Uber. Y'all with me? (laughs) All I got is this car. Call Uber. Make your car produce. Amen. Yes, come on. Come on. Let's, uh, come on. What do you have that can reproduce? We're in the economy right now where almost anything you got will reproduce. You just got to know what it is. You got to ask God, God, show me what I have. Let me see like you see. Amen. If y'all don't believe, I'm going to show you God made somebody do that. Amen. Be diligent means we cannot be lazy. <laughs> we can't be. Right, and listen, I'm, I'm a man who likes to Lounge. I like to lounge, but I have to get myself sometimes into gear to do what I got to do. Amen. And so sometimes it just requires you to say, I got to get it in gear. Come on. I got things to do. Amen. I got to get up off this couch. I got to go do what I got to do. Amen. I got to reproduce out here. I got to get something going. Amen. And then let it go. Amen. Come on. This is what we we're, we're gonna teach people to break poverty. We're gonna break poverty. Yeah. Well, we gotta break it, we gotta break it with a wisdom and an understanding that we need to know how to break ourselves off of Caesar's system, which is designed to keep some people at the bottom. The system is designed to keep a certain amount of people at the bottom. And if we don't understand, we might be those on the bottom. But God told Israel, he said, listen, if you hearken to my voice, I will make you the head and not the tail. I will put you above and not beneath. Amen. I will bless you going in. I'll bless you coming out. Amen. I'll bless your basket and your store. Come on. That's what God said. I will bless you. Come on. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm blessed and I know it. Come on now. Verse Verse 24. For riches are not forever. In other words, you can't live off what you got yesterday. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Riches aren't, ain't lasting forever. You made a million dollars 10 years ago. Unless that million dollars is reproducing, you're going to run out. Unless that money's reproducing, you're going to run out. So everybody want to quit working. I want to quit, I want to get out, I want I'm done. No, you need to keep doing something. Either you or your money need to work. <laughs> one of the one or two of y'all got to work. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. This is the Bible, y'all. Come on. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. They call you royalty. You can sit up there and just say, yeah, I'm royal. If you want to, somebody better be doing something to keep your royalty. (laughs) In the old days, kings had to fight for their possessions. And whenever somebody wanted your stuff, they was coming to fight. And if you weren't ready because you so royal, you ain't got to fight no more. You're going to be without. Amen. Crowns do not endure to all generations. Verse 25. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. Lambs represent young flocks. In other words, your newest flocks will provide for your daily stuff. Okay? Your daily stuff. Clothes, food. The young flocks or the immature resources, resources you get most recently, those take care of that stuff. But land has to be provided for by mature resources. So you got immature resources and you have mature resources. Your immature resources are the resources that you get in your hand. So yeah, we pay for clothes, that stuff, okay, income. But your goat, your mature stuff, needs to help you acquire what? A field. It can be equated to land, but I want you to think about fields. What happens in a field? Reproduction. You plant stuff with an intent of growing stuff that's going to reproduce stuff. Amen? So, yes, you need to have some lambs coming in. Little, they've just born, they got stuff. you to shear them off. But remember, the lambs aren't providing for your food. They're providing for your clothes. In other words, you don't kill the lamb to eat the lamb. You shave the lamb to make wool to make your your clothes. In other words, when money comes in, don't kill the money. (laughs) Amen. Don't kill it. Let it produce something. Amen. Because even the little money can actually reproduce So here's an idea that you might want to try. You might want to make a declaration that every dollar that comes in your house has to reproduce before it leaves your house. You say, well, how will I do that? You can start by saying, what's my monthly outgo and start a CD? That simple. Whatever your monthly obligation is, set that money aside, put it in a CD. That way it has to reproduce before it comes back into your budget. And then you pay your stuff out of that and you keep putting more away. Now, that's a simple item. That's not a big deal. That's a simple item. That doesn't even require you to go past your own bank. You can do that online. But it's a mentality shift to start saying to yourself, what does this passage give me wisdom concerning that I need to be diligent to know what I have I need to now start beginning the process of saying I'm going to make these lambs produce before they leave I'm going to make my resources reproduce before they come now if they rep- reproduce 1% fine they produced and 1% is more than what you had that means one produce, 1% one percent is what? Increase. Amen. Now you start with 1% increase. Now can you get to 2? Can you get to 5? Can you get to 100% increase? Can you get to 100 fold? And the answer is yes. Amen. And the answer is we're going to go there. Amen. Come on. In all you're getting, get understanding. Amen. A portion of what you have. The immature harvest will provide for your clothing. A portion of what you have, the goats or the mature harvest, should be used to buy a field or a place where more harvest will be grown. A place where more harvest will be grown. Amen. That might look like a business. It might look like whatever. But the mentality of us getting into the mindset of shifting, moving ourselves from only working in Caesar's system the way Caesar has authored or moving into deeper things with the thing that we call the most common resource, which is money. Amen. Now, I hope your wheels are spinning as I'm talking to you. Now, you might say, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have my whole budget. If I had my whole budget, I wouldn't be in a problem. That's okay. Okay. Look at the next part of this, verse 27. You shall have what? Enough. When we start to get to this mindset, it will put us in a, in a position where we have enough. How many of y'all want to have enough? Amen. We're going to get you enough. Amen. Come on. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food. In other words, the goats are going to produce what you need and the food of your household. Come on. You're going to have enough. Your household will have enough. And who else? Come on. Say it out loud. Let's read it together. Let's read the whole verse together. You shall have enough goats milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your Hmm. <laughs> Amen. Who are your maidservants? <laughs> Somebody said, Your children. <laughs> In some cases they can they can be, yes. <laughs> those who help you, those who work for you. Those who you contract with to do things for you. My dry cleaner. There's going to be enough for my dry cleaner to get my business. Amen. There's going to be enough for the people who help me for me to be a blessing to them. And and I may get to the point where I have enough of a need to have them full time with me. Amen. That's the next layer. Amen. Amen. But you have people who serve you through services that you pay. And you won't have to get them on jug. Well. <laughs> Amen. Having enough that you can adequately pay those who help you or bless you. So that you become a blessing when you come in the door and not a curse when you come in the door. Amen. Amen. Listen, I have a restaurant I go to pretty often. Most of the guys know where it is. <laughs> come, come there on Saturday morning, you see, might see me in there. Amen. But I go there and I have a mission when I'm in there. And my mission is not just to eat. My mission is sowing seeds to the people who work in there. And encouraging their visions, their, encouraging their dreams. I know Most of the people who wait on me, I know what they're trying to do in life. Because I'll stop and talk to them. And I sow seeds to them. Amen. And I buy my food and I'll sow a tip seed to them. Because I want them to be blessed. Because I'm a blessing. Amen. I've been blessed to be a blessing. And so my job is to make sure I'm being a blessing. Amen. I want them to come in the, I want them to come in the door and have a fight. Because I'm they want my table. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I want to be such a blessing and they, they fight to get my table. Because if you bless people, you're fulfilling this scripture. Okay. That's my alarm to say I got to shut this down because I'll go too long. Amen. I'm, I'm going to snooze it though. Amen. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Amen. Listen. You shall have enough for your household. We want to get ourselves that we are so sufficient in our own household that we're able to be a blessing outside of our household. Amen. And we want all of the people who we encounter, that we're, we're, we're living with, that we see people that are struggling to pay their basics. We want to help them get to a new level. But we got we to make sure that we have a right mindset concerning money and what it is and how it works so that we're able to then coach people to do what they need to do. Amen? Because when you coach somebody how to get out of their crisis and you show them the Bible shows them how to get out, they'll stop criticizing the Bible. Amen? Because a whole bunch of people right now are stuck on three passages in the Bible And they condemning all of Christianity. And they say Christianity is small-minded because of three passages that they don't even understand because they didn't really read it. They heard somebody else tell them about it. And the whole issue of Christianity right now is is stuck on sexuality. And sexuality is such a small part of the whole word of God. I ain't got time to fight with people over their sex lives. I'm trying to save your soul. (laughs) I don't have time to worry about who you're sleeping with. Guess what? If you go to the Bible and read it in the context, you will do whatever you need to do. (laughs) What a man of God told me, he he said, listen. He said, when you preach, you can preach fire and brimstone when the whole community is against a handful of sinners. But eventually you might have to come back to the Bible and teach what the Bible says. Amen. We've got to recognize what season we're in. And the season we're in is that we have to know what the word says for ourselves. Exodus chapter 4, and I'm going to get ready to close on this. So, so the points I made is, number one, you've got to be diligent. Can't, we can't allow laziness to overwhelm us, right? We've got to know the condition of our flocks. We've got to know that. We have to know what we have access to. Number two, you got to attend to your herds. In other words, you got to take care of what you have. Your herds, what reproduces for you, you got to take care of those things. You got to make sure you're you're managing those. Number three, you got to prepare for the future harvest because today's harvest ain't lasting forever. Amen. Somebody gave me some money once, gave me a stack of money, put it on my counter. And I walked away. And because I wasn't in quite, I wasn't in a need at the moment, that money sat there a long time because I didn't need it. But that money, if I was counting on that money, it wasn't going to last forever. The more I needed the money, the more I was going to pinch off of it. And I keep pinching, I keep pinching, and then you pinch one day, and you go to pinch, and there ain't no skin. (laughs) It's gone. Because riches don't last forever. And the less you need stuff, the more you increase. Amen. All right. Number four, a portion of what you have, your lambs, will provide for your daily necessities, your clothing. But you can't kill the lamb. You got to let the lamb grow and become mature. Amen. And verse six. If you, uh, a portion of what you have, the goats will produce money to create a field or a place of more harvest, which will allow you to increase. And number six, you shall have enough for you, your household, and your employees. Amen. Now, here's what stands in the way. Go to the book of Exodus, verse four, chapter four, Exodus four. You have to see things the way God sees things. Amen. Because you can be looking at something one way, and God is looking at it a different way. And God's asking you to do something with what you have. And if you can't respond, if you don't see what God sees. Or you have enough faith to just obey. Amen. Exodus chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse, uh, let's start at verse 1. It says, then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So here's Moses. He has an encounter with God. He's seen the burning bush in the wilderness. He's no longer in Egypt. He's actually left Egypt and gone out into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, he has this encounter with God. He's been out there for 40 years. He ran away from Egypt under pressure. And now here he is. He sees this burning bush. He hears God give him a command. God says, I want you to go back to Egypt, and here's what I want you to do. Now he said, I can't go. Because what if people don't listen to me? What if people don't what if people ignore me? What if I tell them God said and they say, God didn't tell you that? Look at what God tells him. I, lo- I love how God shows stuff. Verse two, so the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? Now, would you listen close? He said, what if I go and they don't believe me and they won't listen to me? God didn't give him assurance. Don't worry, they'll listen to you. God does no such thing. God says, what do you got? What do you have in your hand? What do you have already? He didn't, he didn't tell him, look, go over here and I'm going to get you something. He said, no, tell me what you have right now. But th- what does is, what, is what I have right now have to do with pe- whether people are going to listen to me over there? <laughs> and he shows him something powerful. Verse 3. No, excuse me, the rest of verse 2. What's that in your hand? And he said, A rod. Verse 3, and he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Moses was afraid of what he was already holding when he realized what he had. (laughs) Come on. When Moses realized what he had in his hand all the time. I've been carrying this thing around, and this is what it is? I would have threw it down a long time ago. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Sometimes you make those kind of discoveries about yourself. You realize you've been holding something a long time. You didn't realize what you were holding actually has a separate kind of new kind of value than what you expected it had. Well, I just know this little thing. And you find out that little thing is something 100,000 people in this country are waiting on. That little thing in your hand, that little rod you've been carrying around, old raggedy stick you picked up along the way, you found it on the side of the road somewhere, you picked it up and you've been carrying it because you thought it was useful to knock, a, knock off something, a beast or something, and realize, man, this thing has got power in it. Man, this thing is alive. Man, this talent I thought was worthless is valuable.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen. Verse four, then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand, caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Tell your neighbor, say, you have authority over that rod in your hand. All right, my snooze came up again. Amen. Amen. I got to stop this right here. So what's the point? Point, major point. Faith and first fruits work together because you have to understand that God's desire is to be a blessing in your life. But that blessing requires a mindset change for us. That first of all, we get a new way of thinking about things. When we look at things in our life, we can't just look at it for what we see it as. We've got to be willing to ask, God, what can this be used for? God, what can this be used for? And you'll start finding out God will answer you and start telling you things that will become your flocks. And your flocks are going to help you produce what you need. Amen. Amen. And it doesn't make a difference how young you are, how mature you are, your height, weight, status of any form, it all works the same. God will work with you to bring to pass his will for your life. I have to finish this next week. I got more, but I got to finish it next week Can't go the rest of the way. Amen. So please, by all means, this week, take an inventory. Start your inventory this week. Father, thank you. What do I have? And when you take your inventory, take your inventory with thanksgiving and start thanking things, God, for things that you have in your life. Amen? Lord, I thank you, Lord. I got these kids. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. I thank you I got this here right now. Hey, love. Hallelujah. Thank you I got this. Thank you. Have. Thank God for what you have already. And when you start thanking him for what you have, a revelation will come to you about how to start working what you got. Amen. How to start working what you have. Amen. Amen. And you won't need nothing new. You'll be able to work what you got. Amen. Come on, tell your name and say, work it. Work it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> work it. Work what you got. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this day. I thank you for this group of people. I thank you the Holy Spirit will minister to us, Lord. I thank you for the anointing, anointing on these lives, Lord, to get supernatural things done right now. I thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and understanding, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light and we clearly see those things which you have for us. I thank you, Lord God, that with what we currently possess, we are going to increase in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you for increase around us and through us, over us, Lord God. Hallelujah. thank you for just giving you, just you just continue to minister to our hearts and giving us wisdom on how to move and how to flow. So we thank you and give you praise and glory for the work that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, and thank you for listening to today's message titled Faith and the First Fruits from the Kingdom Supply segment of our series titled The Journey. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, we want you to feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On the site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. On our media page, you can catch our live stream worship service, which is broadcast every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. And if you'd like to join us for a live Sunday service, please feel free to check out the About Us tab on the website to get service time and directions. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash abundantlifeworship.net. God bless. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.